Today's topic is going to be should you outline or shouldn't you outline? What good does it do and what are the pros and cons, so to speak? And we also will be looking at what famous writers have to say about this topic. And I will also be sharing my two cents on outlines and whether I do outlines or not. So stay tuned for that. And let's get the intro rolling and then get started. Welcome to the Script Whisperer podcast. This is a podcast about writing and the life of a writer. I'm your host, Ben Schaaf. On here, I share my experience and knowledge of being an international story consultant for over 10 years. Enjoy. Hello, you wonderful soul. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I wanted to highlight the aspect of outlining, whether you should outline or you shouldn't outline, or if it's something in between. Let's find out, shall we? But before we can sort of define whether we should use an outline or not, let's get into what is an outline. What's the definition of an outline? And the definition of an outline, the simplest form I can come up with is it's the ordering of story beats. So an outline really is coming up with an order that forms a structure of story beats. All right, you say, but what is a beat? Well, a beat is, it's a couple of things, actually. It's, first off, it's an event, okay? Or a decision, or let's say a discovery, anything that alters the way the protagonist pursues his or her goal, okay? So either an event, a decision, or a discovery. Okay, so now that we know what an outline actually means, and before I share my two cents in, on whether you should outline or not, let's hear it from a couple of famous examples of writers that you all know and stuff that they have created that you're very well aware of. And let's say, let's see how, how they deal with the issue of outlining or not. So first up, there is Vince Gilligan. Um, you know him from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, for instance. And he says that in order to have a functioning writer's room, you will definitely need to have an outline, a strong outline. So the breaking of the story always comes first, you know, and then, then the writing. What that actually means is, in the writer's room, the story gets broken, you know, all the beats get, you know, discussed, they are discussed, and then they end up on, you know, either a whiteboard or whatever form. And with this outline, a writer gets assigned to this very outline, and then he or she goes off to write the actual episode. But the 
breaking of the episode, so to speak, like the structuring of the events and of the beats that happens within the room with all the writers. Okay, so that's Vince Gillian's take on whether to outline or not. Then next up is Quentin Tarantino. Um, Not much to say about him, I think. Um, And what I found specifically interesting about his journey is that he says that he started out outlining meticulously, but he changed his process along the way. And this this is very interesting in the sense that he always structures the stories or his stories up until midpoint. And from there on out, it's a kind of a free flow for him. And what he says is that he he wants to let the characters sort of dictate him what to do in the third act, basically, at the end of the second and more so in the, in the whole third act. And what he found was that by outlining everything so meticulously, he would find himself in a spot oftentimes where he couldn't really write himself out of. You know, it sounds like he, he wanted to go this way and the characters wanted to go another way. So he was basically then stuck in between and couldn't move forward. So he started um, looking at outlining differently and switch things around, and now he only outlines to the midpoint. And then it's just free exploration, basically. All right, that's him. Um, what about Paul Paul Thomas Anderson? You know him from There Will Be Blood and a couple of other movies. Um, so he doesn't construct the story in a form of an outline that deserves the definition of an outline, I would say, because he writes down all his ideas and then starts shifting them around until they excite or ignite him. What that means is, I mean, that is that is sort of kind of um, an outline in itself, right? But I feel that his approach is very interesting. So it's basically um, a moment of he, you give yourself permission to free float and anything that comes to mind in the realm of the movie is not like judged but it's written down and then he tries to make sense of it of all the ideas that sort of came to him and by looking at them and placing them in various orders he figures out what the actual movie wants to be. This I find super interesting and intriguing, but like I said, I will come and share my version of an outline um, at the end of this. So next up is Alex Garland. Um, You know him from Ex Machina, um, besides all the other projects that he's involved in. What he does is he opens Final Draft and starts writing down, you know, single lines, um, these beats, uh, as I like to call them. And um, he just 
comes up with a with a page of these beats, you know, and that that literally then go in go off to be the structure or the backbone of the movie. And um, he then starts to fill in the blanks in between. So meaning that you know he just he just writes down all those beats. So I would say that is more like a classical beat sheet. And then he starts writing in between. And whenever he goes, he comes back to the to the next beat. He then deletes the beat and um, then writes towards the next one, and so forth. So that's his way of approaching it. Um, and one other interesting thing that he said was like, um, and I I know you guys like to hear it. He says the first draft after having done this, you know, this method of his, is usually total crap. I mean, these these are his words. He says, like, they are usually really crappy. Um, But he finds a lot of nuggets along the way, and it helps him figuring out what the movie then wants to be. So it's just a process of, you know, eliminating what isn't working and ironing it out um, and keeping those things that spark his interest uh, feel right um, yeah it's so it's a pretty intuitive way also I would say and then next up we have Ryan Johnson from you know Knives Out um, lately and as you might imagine he is pretty strong on outlining um, I mean, anyone who has seen Knives Out, I would say this is a kind of movie that doesn't, c- cannot live or exist without really meticulously outlining every beat of this story. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. So he starts by drawing arcs. Um, and that's, this I find super interesting as well. So each of the characters becomes, you know, an arc. And that's what he follows. So the beats are really actually then the the moments in the arc that changes the character um, or lead towards changing the character. That's super interesting. And then he puts these these sort of this drawing story arc that he draws into sequences. And these sequences form then acts later on. So that's another way of of going about it um, but he also says that as much as he liked to be prepared and as he much as much as he likes to plan things out at the end it's still there's still a lot of stuff that doesn't work and still a lot of things that he need he finds himself addressing along the way and even you know all this planning goes out of the window and it starts to being it starts to um, be more of an exploration um, and that's that's interesting i feel that although he is a strong believer in outlining um, he says that at the end of the day it's there's still enough room to explore okay and then um Last, no, not not last, but at least. Um, there's another uh, example like Greta uh, Going from Lady Bird. I think uh, she says that she hates outlining. She doesn't like outlining at all because she feels it limits her too much. 
So, and and then she she corrects herself and says like, yes, I outlined, but only after I've written. And that's, I think, super interesting for you to hear as well. So that's also a way you can go about it. You know, you can sort of just free flow and start by, you know, start by writing it down, whatever comes to mind and sort of following the characters in their journey as as you write it. You know, one thing leads to another. Um, and then later on, once this is done and you've sort of came to a finish, uh, so to speak, to an end in the story, then you go back and start to rearrange and uh, structure it uh, a little bit more neatly. Interesting way. Um, listen, guys, I, I would just, I, I, will, I would love to, with, with all of this, I'd love to give you some perspective on, on the outlining thing, you know, and um, by now you probably figured out yourself that this is definitely something that every writer has his own or her own way of going about outlining or not outlining. And I think that's that's super interesting for you to get out of this. It's really, you need to figure out a way that works for you and that a, a way that doesn't hinder you, you know? And if it's like in, in greater goings, um, a way of, of uh, outlining, the outline comes later. She explores the characters and the material first, and then when she has enough material to work with, then she starts outlining. Okay? And now, last but not least, we have Kenneth Lonergan from Manchester by the Sea, who wrote Manchester by the Sea and directed it. Um, he even goes a bit further and says, like, you know, um, he completely despises outlines, and he thinks that it's just... Um, it's just bullcrap, um, is basically what he says. He says that any movie has kind of you you cannot you cannot put or you, you should you should not put um, a, a force a structure on any movie. It's basically what is he what he's saying that like the gist of what he's talking about is um, every movie wants to be what it wants to be. And therefore, it doesn't make any sense to put it in a structure and force uh, force the movie to be something that it doesn't want to be. Yeah, again, that's sort of, you know, how he goes about it. So now I give you a, a quick insight on into my process of things, you know. And for me, when it comes to outlining, I need to explore like exploration is key for me it's the most so the most crucial aspect in all of this in in finding the idea and then checking out whether the idea holds up to its promise or not is always um, i need to get some crucial facts down and one of them is you know remember I, like, I keep saying, like, you only have a story when something goes wrong. So this way I make sure that my story has a strong opening because, you know, the strong opening is definitely the moment when something goes wrong, when something is disrupted, like, you know, it disrupts the protagonist's life. So I'm looking for this disruption element. And 
if I cannot put my finger to it, I will not get very far. And the other element to that is, or um, the other thing to it is, once I, once I know this, once I know what goes wrong, that ultimately ends up being the hook of the movie. So once I, I tell people what goes wrong, very often that is what is the most intriguing. You know, when you first hear about an idea and, and then that's when you sit upright in your chair and then you start listening and you want to explore more. So I need this to get my own brain working and going and because I want to explore and I need to re and I need a reason to do so. So that's why I need to know what goes wrong. And that also, you know, that, that forms the, the main conflict. So that's the, that's the beginning of the main conflict. And by that, I also mean, you know, the, the conflict that is, is formed around the goal of the character. Like, what does the character want is something that springs from me knowing what's going wrong in the story. And then out of this, I know what the goal of the character is going to be. So I know the main conflict and I know the players involved in all this conflict that's going on. I know my protagonist, hopefully, um, but I can be wrong. It's also exploration. Uh, and I know my antagonist or I know my antagonistic forces or these forces come within from within the character. And um, then, like I said, you know, I hopefully know my protagonist, but here's the thing. Sometimes I... Um, I need to constantly remind myself or constantly ask myself, why this character? Why not anyone else? And if I, if I cannot answer this why, then it will never fly. It will never fly. I will end up, you know, in deep trouble along the way. Usually that comes becomes very obvious on page 30. This is sort of the make or break when I'm sort of going uh, into my second act and then I have the foul feeling of, oh, this character that I choose as my protagonist is not very interesting. And I don't really, I don't really want to go with this character or explore with this character, this story, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel right. And there is sort of, you know, this other character who kind of is overtaking the protagonist and, and screaming at me like, okay, look at me, look at me. I'm way more interesting. So, yeah, then... I need to ask myself the why question. Why this character and not any other character? Um, and you can do yourself a favor by asking it before you go there. But like I said, it's all exploration and everyone has a different um, way to go about it. So that's just mine. Sometimes I need to also try out things and um, I'm very stubborn. So sometimes I just need to go there to, th to find what others have seen way before me, but I just have to go there and experience it myself. That's just me. Um, and also what I need to know, what are the dilemmas um, this character might encounter along the way? This um, then basically comes down to the conflict element um, of things. Like I need to know, okay, what is the inner struggle of this character? How does that inform what, this character is doing how does it motivate him or her um, how does it stand in relation to all the other characters like where does where do things go wrong where can I when I where can I get conflict out of that this I need to know before I 
before I even start writing anything. So all of what I'm what I've told you just now is happening within my brain. It is that I, I will not write it down until I have a definite answer to all these questions that I told you about. But other than that, it's just me basically daydreaming. You know, I sit around, I look out of the window or against the wall, and I try to figure out what is it, what's going on, maybe sometimes even close my eyes um, to see more, um, to see further ahead. And once I can answer all these questions, and I'm pretty sure what this is and what it will be in terms of dilemmas and conflict and the goal and the disruption of the of the protagonist's lives, that's when I go and go into the next phase. And the next phase is really a kind of a combination, um, much like you've already heard before. It's, um, it's me opening, you know, find draft, and it's writing down basically the scene headers, you know, or scene slug lines, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I add like one or two or maybe even sometimes three sentences that are a short summary of what this scene is going to be about. And maybe even, you know, I end up writing parts of dialogue um, as well. Some Anything that comes to mind. So I like to also uh, like... Paul Thomas Anderson or Greta Going, I like to really give everything a chance and see what comes up um, just by thinking about it. And I don't judge, I just write it down um, and then I look at the mess. Um, and then when I, when I sort of went through this scene by scene, um, I order those scenes into four um, sequences. It's like, uh, you know, act one, first half of act two and then second half of act two and on to the final act the third act um i so then then i have like basically four um for these four sequences that that are you know give or take my structure of the movie um and then before i even worry about structure um more i collect ideas you know i put it away Basically, that's what I do. I put it away. And then I collect ideas. Um, it's thoughts, scenes, dialogue snippets. Um, I write them. You know, I use um, my Apple Notes for that um, because it, it's really, it, it doesn't matter on which device I am. I can always open it up and, and, and start typing where I left off. And that's when I start to look for the hook again. Like, what is it that ignites me about the story? And then we come some, to something that is super, super important to me. That is that sometimes I just don't find out until very late in the whole process. And that is called theme. So I need to discover um, what the hook is. Therefore, I start, you know, reverse engineering it and start writing lock lines until I figured out what is it that makes this story so special and what maybe doesn't make it any any special yes and from there on out after i have written a bunch i mean like a million different drafts of these lock lines i hopefully then end up finding the hook that gets me and everyone else fired up 
And once I found this, I have a pretty good idea of where I'm going. So then I go back to the to the four sequences and check uh, whether that holds up. Um, and I put it away again. All right, and then I start with a kind of an expose. It's me trying to tell the story to a friend, basically. So the expose is there to, you know, it's it's my way to un, to uncover and uh, discover what works in the story and what lacks in the story. So what doesn't what doesn't work, basically. And if I'm extremely lucky, like really, really lucky, I already find the theme. So I already find, by, by writing the expose, I find what I want to say within the story and what's it going to be about, like what the message is I want to convey or what the, the topic is that I want to discuss, basically. But to be very honest with you guys, most of the time I don't, not in this stage. But, and, and for me to uncover the theme, you know, I most often, I need to have written the first draft. So, you know, if I'm lucky, I find it when writing the expose, but most often it's just at the end of the first draft or even, you know, way more into the game, like uh, after after the, th the second draft or whatever. Um, and... I, you know, and the, the first half I write um, by thinking about the opening of the movie. So I spend a lot of time, or, or series for that matter, I spend a lot of time um, focusing on, on the beginning of things, on the opening of things. Um, and it might take me ages, but I need this. I need this strong opening that already sucks me in to... Yeah, to be intrigued by my own story, basically, so that I want to go on and that I want to explore this world. I want to explore, um, most of all, I want to explore these characters, uh, these characters, uh, in you know the protagonist uh, in particular. So I start looking until I find something that amps me up and gets me excited about the story. And then once I've got this, then I start sitting down to write. And when I do, then I just focus on the main character and let the, the protagonist lead. You know, meaning I, I write a scene and I think of a conflict that is within the realm of the main conflict but I, I just follow the lead of the, of the main character, of the protagonist, and see where he or she wants to take me within this scene or within this sequence. So I'm, I'm a very strong believer in make it making it about the characters instead of making it about the plot. So I'm always trying to look for the character-driven way how is the character going going to lead through all of this you know with with the with the goal in focus but the inner struggle is what intrigues me the most and when i look at stuff that i really do like to consume myself like uh, shows 
TV shows, uh, movies, or uh, comics, mangas, um, whatever I, I'm, I'm into, or even literature, it's always about, I want to be in, you know, their shoes. I want to explore how this struggle feels. And this I need to uncover. And so basically a couple of things need to happen before I can do this. So first up, I need to be very sure about what is it, what's the inner struggle of this person? Like what's the d dilemma? Uh, what is what is he or she facing and cannot handle? And maybe what's the secret of this um, of this protagonist or of, of any other character as well? Um, what are, what are they not dealing with, so to speak? You know, what what needs to come out? What how do they need to transform? In what way? And that ultimately always leads to me asking, you know, the painful question, like, what is it? What is the movie even about, or was the TV show even about? Like, what's the um, what's the theme of things? And usually, if I know the struggle the character is facing, I come to, or it brings me to the theme of things. This is, you know, how I, I like to approach it. So, and, and here's the thing, guys, it is, you know, it, it, it changes, you know, like, like Tarantino said, it's, it's, you, you discover what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then you, adjust and you you make it work again so over the years it's it's something that is in motion it's not i'm not i'm not really strict about it because what i learned in my you know in my my years of of working as a writer is that you got to be open to changes um you always have to be like uh when you're in a meeting um with the producers um or the, even the directors or whatever, you need to take into consideration what's in the room and the ideas that are floating around. And even if you're on your own, you know, you need to pay close attention to where you are at your life at that particular moment and what's really going on. So sometimes, you know, I, I, and I'm sure all of you guys know this, that you you don't sometimes you don't want to go to places because you feel like okay there's the truth and the truth is going to hurt so what we do as human beings is we we shy away from these um moments and these situations that sort of bring out the pain um and i feel that this it 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 takes not only courage but it you know, you, you constantly need to adjust. So because you, you, you find ways to cope with the, with these things, you know, and, um, so you need to be smart about it, um, in order to bring that out in you, you know, we, we find ways to, to cope with it and to make us believe that we are, yeah, that we have dealt with it, that we could deal with it and, and we, we're fine, you know? And so, to get you out of the comfort zone, you need to change ways, basically. And and this is what I try to do with my process as well. Because I feel that sometimes, you know, I also feel that structure is a danger in a sense. Because 
it gives you it gives you this false sense of comfort you know because it it shows you like okay if you stick to that structure you're gonna you're gonna have an end result okay but the end result is probably not as truthful as it would be if you would change the structure a little bit or adjust the structure or whatever or try something new or even sometimes i like to shake things up even uh, much more and sort of just put myself out there in uncomfortable situations just pitching the story knowing that it's not ready um and and by you know getting the feedback i i know why it is not ready you know and most often the reason why it's not ready is because i have nothing to say or i don't know what to say or i don't want to go there and you need to constantly you know ask yourself these questions like what is it what is it i'm trying to do here why am i even bothering telling the story does it need to be told yeah you get the point right so shake things up okay and so here's you know my my gist of things um all this talk about outlining or should you be outlining or not that is I would say it's a controversial topic in a way. And I feel that every time someone comes to you or um, some guru comes to you or some teacher or whatever and tells you that it needs to be a certain way and it cannot be any other way, that's when you need to get suspicious. Because I feel, I strongly feel that's, that this is just not true. What what's true on the other hand is you need to find your own way that works for you. But like I said, you know, your own way might also differ from story to story and it's totally fine. And I feel that, you know, you going out there or anyone going out there including myself and telling you like this needs to be done that way it's just not right because i'm not doing it the same way over and over again no i'm i'm changing course i do something different each time i try out new stuff um i discard things that i've learned because i feel like okay they don't apply anymore or they don't work as well so i'm constantly you know in the state of curiosity trying to figure things out and trying to move the ball so to speak and and keep keep things rolling and and and, and guys seriously at the end of the day at the end of the day i i want to be intrigued by my own story that's really what i need to be on the page it, it needs to be there for me otherwise i'm not I, I couldn't care less you know so first and foremost i need to make it right by myself i need to get intrigued by this story as soon as i start reading my own stuff i i know if it's there or not because I, if i'm intrigued or amped up or stoked about it then i have something if not, I need to go back until I find it or I just you know, find out that the story doesn't work for whatever reasons, okay? And sometimes 
the story has to go out the window because it doesn't work. Or parts of it are very intriguing and I keep those parts. Like I said, you know, I have this, I'm using the Apple Notes uh, app. So I keep all of this stuff in this notes app and I go back and forth, you know, and I keep stuff that I'm that I'm really pumped about and others, yeah, they end up at the bottom of the app. And yeah, well, so so that's my my take on on whether you should be outlining or you shouldn't be. And anytime someone comes to you and says you must do it that way, this is when you have to pay close attention and you probably don't do it that way at all. You just figure out your own way. And yeah, one last word about outline and what it does and um, what it probably doesn't do. I feel also that at the end of the day, like especially when it comes to movie making or any other story, it doesn't really make uh, any difference, I feel. Structure is the key. You know, the, the ordering of events in terms of when to plant clues and when to reveal them or, you know, the, the balancing of sort of setup and payoff, that is something that I feel is definitely worth paying attention to a lot. So this way, I feel like the structure is your best friend because it gives everything sort of the backbone that it needs to have an engaging and, um, yeah, have an engaging story that you want to follow in the end. All right, guys. So this was my take on outlines. I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Take great care. Right on. And... See you in the next episode. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Please rate this episode or even rate this podcast. Leave a review, spread the word, and share this podcast with fellow writers. If you want to reach out, you'll find me on Instagram. My handle there is at drsharpwright at dr.sharpwrite. You will find the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks for listening and tune back in next time. Right on.